This is the Local Flex Podcast, and I am your host, Connor Flayhive. Today, we are going to kind of change it up a little bit. So, Bailey and I did the origin episode a couple episodes ago, and when we got through with that, we had a lot of people want a little bit more on the origin of the gym and just kind of how it came into fruition. So we figure we, fruition, Tyler, I, by the way, I have Tyler sitting next to me. I'll introduce him in a second, but he just kind of looked at me like, Tyler probably doesn't even know what the word fruition means, but. I've never really used three syllables. Okay. Um, so we want to talk, take a little bit of a deeper dive on that. And instead of me just soloing it and making you guys listen to me the whole time, I figured I would bring Tyler on and we can kind of go back and forth. Tyler brought in a list of questions here. Um, and he wanted to introduce and take over as the host. So I am going to give Tyler his shining moment here. Tyler, the, the floor is yours. The mic is yours. The, the mic is yours. You you take it from here, my man. So as you guys probably He's know, pulling the microphone away from me. I want my voice to overpower yours. So as you guys know by now, this is now my podcast. Thank you for coming on to my show. Um, for the record, Connor literally asked me to be on the podcast because he was too embarrassed and felt he would be too awkward to do it by himself. So that is why I'm here right now. Not true. 100% true. 100%. Connor, I say we just jump right into it, buddy. So, um, Connor, first and foremost, most important question, please tell the listeners exactly how many more challenges I have beat you in in the past seven years compared to you beating me. Uh, zero. That is one, he's 100% lying. Not sure if I've ever lost a single challenge to you. you I, think, um, I think the people remember, and you know what? Really the most important thing to remember is that there's only been one challenge that was recorded. Am I correct? I believe that's fair to say. Okay. And what happened in that challenge? Do you remember? You know, I believe that the rules were somewhat ambiguous at the beginning of the start of the competition. Can you spell ambiguous? Um, I cannot. Let's actually. get into let's get into the show. to the real questions. All right. So, Connor, first question: At what point in your life did you realize that you wanted to open a gym? Uh, like just the just the idea in your head. Well, in in the past episode, we talked that. I started out like lifting and training and all that stuff pretty young. So like seventh grade, I think my dad used to take me and my brothers to the Y, uh, which is actually down the street from us right now. Um, and I just, I just really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Um, in high school, I kind of write, wrote my own programs and helped other teammates and all that stuff with, uh, you know, our off season lifts and all that stuff. So I've always just really been involved in sports and really enjoyed the, the lifting aspect. Um, so I, I, I thought that was kind of what I wanted to do. I didn't actually know like that it was going to be it. But I would say in college, um, I would probably say my sophomore year is when I really knew that like, hey, when I finish up here, I want to I wanna open up a gym. So what I did was I, I played football at Northern Illinois. And where were you before that? Uh, what do you mean? Where, you I, I originally went to Western Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a back injury, and <laughs> they basically told me I, I couldn't play anymore. Um, so, you know, me being uh, a jerk, I said, you know, screw you. And I, 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 that, I learned a ton through that whole process because I actually rehabbed my back myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I transferred to Northern. I was lucky enough to be on scholarship at Northern, and with our monthly scholarship checks, I kind of started to stockpile some equipment. 
So I used to basically put a little money away each month and I would buy equipment off of Craigslist because I knew that I wanted to eventually open up my own gym. So that I, I would say probably my sophomore year of college is like when it actually came into like, hey, this is, I think I really want to do this and I think like this is what I'm going to do. What was the difference between you wanting to start your own gym versus going to another facility and being a strength coach there? Or even working the like college lab and being a head strength coach in one of the schools there? So my senior year of college, that was my big decision. So my coaches that I had at Northern actually took the job at University of Minnesota. Um, and there was some thought that I could possibly go there and be a graduate assistant in the weight room and, and kind of start that route. To be honest, uh, Lauren, who is now my wife and the mother of my three children, we had been dating for like 10,000 years at that point. Um, and I really just didn't want, she, she was uh, just finishing up um, or going into graduate school to become a teacher. And I just, there's so much instability with the college uh, yes. setting that I didn't want that. And I wanted something a little bit more stable um, that I, that really depended on me in terms of not going to work for someone else it's kind of like what we were talking about in the last episode was that i was at a a place where i was doing my internship and i realized that i didn't like necessarily the route that they took or um you know what they were providing people and services not the bad mouth anything northern uh no it was it was at a private facility in the in the area gotcha gotcha um what so what is your degree in then actually exercise science no business background zero business background so getting back to that of of, am i stealing stealing your show here um when i actually realized so let's let's play this uh chronological order here okay i my senior i was on the five-year plan of of college (laughs) five-year plan um in december i think a week before christmas I play of 2010, right. 2010, I played in a bowl game. That was a week before Christmas. Then second, sem- I still had my second semester before I graduated. So I had my internship and one Thursday night class that I would have to drive back up to Cal mm-hmm. to take my Thursday night class. Um, so my internship, I finished like 350, 350 hours in like 29 days. I did it like in oh, less wow. than a month. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, Cause I just, I wanted to get it done and kind of get it behind me. Um, so when I like was very close to thinking like, Hey, I'm, I'm opening up a gym, not like, Hey, I want to open up a gym, like, but like to, I, yes, I want to open up a gym. Um, I realized that I knew a lot or a good amount about training, but I had no idea about business and not even like how to run a business, but how to start a business. Mm-hmm. So like legal stuff and insurance and getting all like permits for the village or like the city and all that set up. I had no idea how to do that. So I knew that I needed to find people that did. So I, I it was just kind of luck of the draw that I think that was like maybe end of February or beginning of February or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I went out to New Jersey for New Jersey for like a conference of like starting a business or whatever. And that's kind of where I learned what I absolutely needed to know from a legal and all that standpoint. Because all that stuff was scary as shit to me. How do you think you would have navigated that before if you didn't have that opportunity? I don't know. 
Um, I was, what, 23 years old. So I knew that in order for me to be successful with it, I had to turn that into a strength. Correct. Well, yeah, because, I mean, there's so many strength coaches out there who know so much, but if they don't know how to apply it or actually have a business model for it, absolutely, then no one's going to get that knowledge. It's absolutely. just going to be sitting with them the whole time. For sure. Uh, was that the gym in Park Ridge? That was. was. The first one? So we opened up of April 2011 um, right on Bussy Highway across from Cooney Funeral Home. And that's... I was there, yeah. Yeah. I, As I said in the, uh, the podcast episode with Jonah... Uh, remembering his first day I remember the first day oh, you walked yeah. in yeah. you guys were you your dad and Mike and Vinny Labus yeah. were working out across the street at Charter Fitness right mm-hmm. right in Park Ridge and you guys walked in and for those who don't know Tyler's dad he is a he's an intimidating fellow <laughs> so they just got done working out and walked across the street and this guy who I had no idea who he was this big jacked bald guy was he wearing a wife beater? Wearing a Dago tee <laughs> with it, and he has a neck tattoo. It's and not just, English. It is not English. He's got a neck tattoo. He's bald and he's wearing a, a Dago tee. And uh, he just did. I don't believe he said a single word. He just kind of looked at me. He was, he's a big nodder. Yeah. Social situation. So uh, go on. All right. So um, at the, was there a backup plan? Did you have anything else? Burn the ships, man. That's Burn the ships. I didn't have a backup plan because I knew. I don't know. I've never had. I've never been big on backup plans because I always feel like you will slow play things or you'll rely or justify something in order to fall back on the backup plan. So I was young enough where I didn't have a back, back, backup plan. I didn't want to have a backup yeah. plan. The first gym, it was there was no adult fitness, correct? It was just high. It was just no. There high. was. There was. Right away, there was. There was. So it was a. We had a women's boot camp. Um, we it was very small. Yeah. So what we did, um, actually, so because we were going into Park Ridge, my aunt and uncle live in Park Ridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timmy and Sue Gleason, shout out! I hope you guys are listening. So Sue Gleason. So what I did was I said, Hey, Aunt Sue, I'm opening up a gym. Do you have any friends that are looking for like workouts or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, so it started with maybe like three or four, four women um, that would come in the morning, and it, it was funny because. These are bringing back memories here. I think I'm going to cry. But we started like a 6 a.m., a 7 a.m., 8 a.m., and 9 a.m. We had classes every single day at those four times. Mm -hmm. Well, when we first started, we had like four total people. So there would be like one or two people total. No, not even per class. Like they would all come in the 6 a.m. And then I would just kind (laughs) of sit there waiting and hoping for people. Yeah, waiting and hoping for people to walk in. But... Um, one of the ladies, Chris, Chris, I hope you're listening. The the first gym, my desk sat at the front window and actually looked yeah, out onto the street. Yeah. Remember that? And so when people used to park on the street, I would actually like be like just the way my desk was positioned, I would be staring like at, waving at, at them parking. Window. And I used to always remember Chris would pull up and uh, there would be no one else in the class. So she would be by herself and she would wait in her car till the very last minute. And I used to just remember sitting there being like, does she not know that I'm looking right at her? And, and yeah, just, just hoping she would walk in. And then, yeah, so we started out with maybe maybe five total adults. I had one athlete. It was Connor Thomas. Yeah. 
Uh, Connor Thomas was our first athlete. He was a Notre Dame kid that just graduated that was going to play football at Minnesota State. Mm-hmm. Um, I was volunteering at uh, Notre Dame, and then I went out to uh, Parkridge Falcon practices and, like, ran, like, their warm-ups and stuff. So it was mainly, like, I didn't really have any clients. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to get my name out there and, and you know, work with as many people as I possibly could for free. Was that your main form then of, I guess, advertising? Like, you weren't really, like, paying for, like, ads and stuff like that. You were more so getting out in the community and trying to become a part of it. For sure. Uh, You know, just like I said, like, I had no idea what to do to start a business. I had no idea how to advertise or market. Like, that was not, definitely not in my wheelhouse. So, yeah, it was mostly just, you know, contacting people that, uh, you know, getting in contact with coaches and all that stuff and, and just literally volunteering for free. Um, you know, one of the things that my mom used to do was I printed out business cards. Um, I've told this story before, but I printed out business cards and I gave them to my mom and cause my mom would talk to strangers on the street and talk to them for 30 minutes <laughs> at a time. But people used to come in with this business card and have my mom's signature on the back saying, good for two free weeks <laughs> and which was awesome in the beginning but then like as we like kind of got some momentum and yeah. actually built a little bit people would still come into these and i'm like ma you got to stop giving people this yeah. over there yeah so that's that's a little funny story um so when you were younger than when you were first starting what did you have a vision of the gym or were you just kind of like i'm just gonna take what i got and run with it or was there like an end goal in mind uh, def- definitely not an end goal yeah. um it was that I, I... I'm sorry, I don't mean end goal as in like a leaving point. I mean like, did you have like a vision of kind of what you wanted in a gym? Not necessarily. I, I mean, all I knew that I, that I wanted to do was I wanted to train people and have a sustainable life. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about like bringing out employees or bringing out other coaches or sure. anything like that. All I knew I wanted to do was like, hey, I want to be able to do this for a living, support a family, yeah. and... That was it. Like, that was literally it. Like, I didn't have any more thoughts, like, past that. So kind of, like, as long as you were doing pretty well, you were cool with that then? You weren't really looking for, like, hey, I want to hit 300 clients in Zero. <laughs> yeah, none of that. Those are business I, tips with counter Yeah, Number one. Um, I didn't have any thoughts of that. You know, I maybe because I was young, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe because I was delusional and stupid, like, because I was going to make this work no matter what. But um, do you think that helps you in a way, though? Like just kind of being like hard at it, like this is gonna work. I don't have a backup plan. Like I'm just kind of absolutely. I'm you know I I think when you're starting a business, um, that you have to be delusional in a way. Like you have to be like, hey, I'm gonna make this or confidence or whatever. That hey, I'm gonna make this work. Like yeah, hell or high water. You know what I mean? Do you think that not having that business background? Do you think it was a huge? like detrimental thing to starting a business no, or do you I, think because you got lucky with that group? That's a good question, Ty. You should do this for a little bit. Yes, I'm pretty good at that um, I asked Billy the same thing. If he, him had not having a background in, you know, a, a degree in exercise yes. science ended up being a strength for him. And I, I definitely think that was it. Like I literally, literally. By the way, everyone, I say that from a different reason. Connor copies off of me. I am a better oh, version of Connor. Good. Good Lord. Uh, I literally like consume 
a huge amount of content and information, especially on business, just because I have no background in it. So, so like you knew it was a blind spot and you didn't for want sure. it to be a blind spot. For sure. Blind spot is the word we were looking for. God, there we go. Yep. God, blind, we knew it was a blind spot. This is not my podcast yes. anymore. I'm just thinking yes. over it. Um, so going off of the vision thing, what's what's the vision now? What What do you see? Hopefully you've read more than one business book since you've opened the gym. Um, I mean, fast forward, like this is not a good transition. I mean, we went from day one gym to day now. I mean, so, I mean, we, we, the vision's the same. That's what I'm getting So just like getting back to that, we start out super, super small. I mean, for our, it's the previous gym, which was in Niles and not in Niles. What do you mean? The previous one, like the one we were just at? Yes. At 6283, not the one that we're currently at. The one by uh, Burkheimer. Yes. The one next to GW Burkheimer. That we, yeah, that we were just at, that. yeah, no free advertising, <laughs> that we were just at for five years. That was a pretty big waiting room. Yeah. I would say that that waiting room was damn near the entire size of the first gym. Yeah, would you the first agree? was so small. Yes. And the first gym we had, it was all used Craigslist equipment. <laughs> I can't even say that. Craigslist equipment. So, like, we started off extremely small. And then because, uh, like we talked about, I didn't have a plan. Yeah. And then I realized, like, hey, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. Um, and then we went to the gym in Des Plaines, Yes. Which was a little bit bigger. Uh, we knocked. Spanned that out a couple times. Yeah, we knocked down a couple walls. We built the wall back up. We too. built the wall. Yeah, <laughs> we had to build the wall back up. But we knocked down a couple walls and we just kept growing. Um, and then at that point, I brought on Tommy Treslow. And he was our first intern and then first employee. And Tommy was with me for like seven years. Yeah. Um, and at that point, like I went for, and I've talked about this with you guys or like coaches and stuff. At that point, I went from having like personal goals of like coaching and like working and changing lives that way, just from a coach's standpoint of impacting lives to now I have a vision of creating opportunity and careers for coaches. Sure. So I guess that was like my big change in in the vision of now like, hey, because the fitness industry we've talked in the past is not super um, stable for like long-term careers. Yeah, like, sustainability it's, is tough and it's terrible. The burnout's yeah. ridiculously high. It's, it's, um, it's a job for a little bit and then people realize like, hey, I can't do this long term and they go. Almost like a PE else. teacher. <laughs> yes. Um, so that was a good question. That, that was a very well. Well, it's not a good question when I have to backtrack and explain 12 other I things. I actually before. planned the question for that yeah. carrying on though. Yeah. Um, so now, so you don't really coach as much anymore. I don't. What? Yeah, we know. Um, <laughs> I coached this morning. He did. He did a great job. Boz, Boz, and uh, Kelly Hines and Katie Regan. What? Shout outs. What's that like? Because it's it's different. It's not like your identity was coaching, but so much of your life. I would say that, a major part of it. Yeah. Was um, that tough to come? To I mean, it was it? a slow transition. I th I think the the number one thing that was a different, um, it was like. When you coach someone, like you immediately get like that energy exchange and you see right then and there like, hey, I just made that person smile or I just made that person hit a 10 pound PR yeah. or something like that. So it's like an immediate like adrenaline rush right, or something right. like that. Yeah, it, you don't get, I don't have that anymore. Yeah. And that was like what I struggled with so much at the early onset of like me not getting a lot of coaching hours. So For like sure. that whole thing of like that, um, 
what's it called like the microwave like people put the, something in a microwave and they it's immediate uh, satisfaction right. immediate gratification immediate instant gratification. gratification yes instant, instant gratification. gratification there we go um, I no longer had that so like I would even though like I was working hard on things like it was like I would get through the day and I had, I'd have I'd have work like 12 hours and I'd sit there and be like what the hell did I even yeah. do today because I never had that instant gratification anymore so I think that was the biggest the, the most challenging thing um, I should even say like Physically, it's so much different because, like, at the end of a day coaching, like, when oh, you're, you're exhausted, yeah. like, and then you're going from that to, like, probably like, sitting around making phone calls, like, business sure. stuff, all that. I um, mean, it's, it definitely shifts more towards, like, the mental side of it than the physical side, but, yeah. Um, do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy more the business side? Like, if you could keep the gym growing as it is and coach, would you do that? Or do you just not see that being a possibility? Uh, I don't. I don't see the possibility because remember, my goal now is to create long-term opportunities for my employees. It just there wouldn't be enough long-term growth in order to be able to do that. So yeah. um, I want to continue to grow to make sure you guys can continue to grow and eventually support families and all that stuff. With my podcast as well, my podcast. With your podcast, yes, with your ever-growing podcast. It's growing. A um, couple more questions here, Coach. Out of all three of your kids, who's the favorite? Um, that's a good question. It depends on the hour of the day. Wow, that's very political. Very answer political right answer. Smooth. Yes. We'll say Annie though. We'll just say Annie. Okay, we'll say Annie. Or Jace. Or Molly. <laughs> um, all right. So my favorite son is Jace. That was that was good as well. Yes. Who's your favorite daughter? I'm not sure. All right, that's fair. So the common theme. I don't know if you've listened to my podcast before, but a common theme on my podcast is rules of three what are your three tips for people looking into opening a gym wow uh Mic well, drop right there buddy well can i do uh gym slash business for so sure. like you yeah. know um so i would say my number one tip would be to start small again we started in like maybe i think it was like a thousand or eleven hundred square feet where we had all used equipment so we didn't have like a ton of expenses like right away. Yeah, I think people. Yeah, I, I think nowadays like a lot of people start like too big, too big, and it puts you in a bad position. So like starting small, I think not only helps you from a um, a money standpoint up front, but it also just helps you slowly build. And I think that is the definitely the way to do um, when opening up business is to slowly build. So start small and kind of slowly build your way to what your vision or lack thereof is. <laughs> In my case, lack thereof, yes. Awesome. All right, so that's one. Start small if you are listening at home right now. Number two. You're writing notes? Well, yeah, I got to read that. That's being a good host. The guy's good. never taken one note during the interview. <laughs> good job. Uh, number two, find a mentor. Uh, I Just like I said when I went out to New Jersey for that business conference, um, those, those guys basically became my mentors for like the next like six or seven years. So I continue to go out to New Jersey just because it's kind of like you find someone that's been there, done that. Mm -hmm. They started a business and were doing what I wanted to do yeah, and still doing it. Um, so I, I think finding a mentor is is huge. So whatever you uh, whatever your goal is with your business, I, I think find a mentor that is currently doing it or that has done it and is, is currently still doing it. To learn from their mistakes so you don't have to make them yourself and then just expedite the process? Yeah, for sure. It basically fast, fast tracks like everything. Like, mm -hmm. um, 
to make sure that you're not making stupid mistakes and you know again they, they've they've been in your shoes before so they can give you tips on you know things that to avoid and yeah. things to do they've been there done that yep and what's your last tip my last tip would be so one i think you have to be really excited about what you're doing because i think that's important i think that people feed off of your excitement and your infectious attitude so i think that you have to be excited about it because in order to build something that people want to follow i think you have to you know be invested in it i'm going to give you another bonus tip so four tips four tips never been done before first time on my podcast four tips break my own rules this is especially for people that are just starting out or gyms and this is what i always try to talk to you guys about that Business is business. So meaning like some people say like, oh, well, gyms like that's, you know, I'm opening up a gym. That's really different than X, Y, Z or, hey, I'm opening up a restaurant. So that's like really different than this. It's it's you may think it is, but it's not. It, it still comes down to providing a product and a service consistently for people. So, you know, I get on you guys or whatever for not filling up the toilet paper. Yeah. Or something like that or a small detail where people say like oh well they're just a small family-run business like so hey maybe give them a break because they're doing this or doing that I I think that's complete can I swear on this time on your podcast there's some kids listening I think that's complete bullshit um I think that that's just an excuse for you to be you know mediocre Yeah. yeah I think that business is business and you need to provide a service and a product to people and you need to do things that they expect and then a lot of the time you know over deliver on their expectations filling the toilet paper and filling the soap and all that stuff that should be just an everyday occurrence. that should be an everyday occurrence so like don't use that as an excuse when you're starting a business four tips i gave you four tips all right let's do a quick recap here i know uh typically counters big recap guy i'm a big recap guy four tips we have start small build yep. up two is to find a mentor, learn from the mistakes that they have already made, fast track yourself to success. Three, be excited. One of the best quotes I ever heard and actually lived my life by, if you guys couldn't tell, being excited adds 10 points to your IQ automatically. So that's nice. kind of how I live my life. If you guys can't tell, I'm very, not the brightest, but you know what, I got a lot of energy. And our last tip was business is business, whether it is a restaurant, a gym, or a grocery store. Yeah. Business is business. Uh, Connor, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. I had, I had a blast. It was a good good podcast. Yeah. It was good. Banter was how, good. How many times are you going to say my podcast? I, until the people understand that okay. it's my podcast. Are you going to close this out then? I guess I will. Thank you again, listeners, our sponsors for this podcast. If you would like to be a sponsor, just let us know. Yeah. Let us know. We are accepting those applications. Uh, thank you again, Connor. There's a long line. Long line. Yeah, it's pretty pricey. So, just send us yeah. an email. Yeah. Um, sure our people could talk to your people yeah um have a fantastic day wherever you are enjoy it get out there and do something great